Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And hands down, one of the very best ways to celebrate our lives is to literally broaden our horizons and explore the wonders of our planet through travel. And that's why I am especially excited to introduce our guests today, Kelsey Perry and Laurel Ostro. They're both joining us to share all about an organization that's both highly regarded and well-known to us boomers, and that, of course, is Rhodes Scholar. Kelsey is the Director of Public Relations for Rhodes Scholar, and I've enjoyed the great pleasure of interviewing her before, and believe me, her enthusiasm and wealth of information are going to get you running to pack your own suitcase. And our second guest, Laurel, is a retired professor of nursing and a nurse practitioner from St. Paul, Minnesota. Laurel has been on 10 programs with Rhodes Scholar and volunteers with the organization as an ambassador. So both of these women have been kind enough to share their time and experiences so that you can start making your own travel plans through this amazing organization. I'm doing that myself, and I can't wait to find out more from you both. So welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Exactly. Well, Kelsey, you know it's always my great pleasure, and Laurel, I thank you for taking your time to share your experiences with us, too. But I'm going to start with Kelsey, and Kelsey, as I mentioned, you've been on the show a couple of times, so uh, I am, uh, as I mentioned, am familiar with Road Scholar and have booked my own trip, but can you tell our listeners who might not know so much about the organization a little bit about the background of Road Scholar and some of the travel programs you offer? Of course. Um, so we at Road Scholar was founded in 1975 as Elder Hostel, so a lot of people still remember that name um, from their parents or maybe aunts and uncles who may have traveled with us back in the day. Um, but we've evolved over the last 50 years to be the the world leader in educational travel for older adults is, is what we like to say. So we now host educational adventures in um, on all seven continents in nearly 100 countries all across the U.S. All, we're not quite up to 50 states right now, I think, but um, just about. And and our programs are group travel programs. So, you know, you find the trip that you like, you sign up, you enroll in the program, and then everything is pretty much included in the price except for the flight. So, you know, the hotels, the um, the group leader that's with you for the extent of the program, all of the lectures, the field trips, um, and the meals and everything is, is pretty much all included. And um, But we're different than a commercial tour operator in that we are a nonprofit organization. So we have an educational mission. And everything we do is devoted to that educational mission. And so when you travel with us, you know that all of our programs will be focused on learning. So when you come on a Road Scholar program, you know, you're not going to be sitting on a beach reading a book or shopping for, the, for a whole week. You're going to be there to learn um, uh, with, with your comrades. So our, our participants are all over 50. The average age is 72. So we really specialize in, in offering travel programs for that demographic. Well, and to me, that just makes it the whole travel experience so, that, so much better. I've, I've done a lot of traveling with my husband, you know, and you look at these beautiful sites and all. But if you don't get that educational background and all, they're pretty. You know, you're looking at these wonderful buildings mm-hmm. or churches or whatever. But it's such a much richer experience when you get some of the history and some of the, you know, some of the, you know, maybe the architectural details or something like that. So it's wonderful to offer that. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, and I know uh, with Road Scholar, you, you definitely, you know, you you have a, a broad section of, of mature people in your, in your tours, and mm-hmm. some of us are come as couples, some of us might come as women friends or gentlemen friends or whatever, but you also have uh, opportunities for solo travelers on your program, and that's becoming, mm-hmm. I, we're going to focus a little bit more on that today because a lot of us seniors are traveling solo, so tell us a little bit about how Road Scholar accommodates those of us who are going out on our own. Yeah, so solo travel has really been on the rise for us and I think across the travel industry um, as a whole for the past 10 years and it re- it's really spiked in it really spiked in our first season um, coming out of COVID. But 25 to 30 percent of our travelers go solo every year and so we kind of consider ourselves, you know, experts in solo traveler. We're in solo travel. Um, we offer a collection of programs with no single supplements as well as we have a new collection of programs offered just for solo travelers which is really exciting. Um, And, you know, we hear overwhelmingly how welcomed and comfortable solo travelers feel traveling with us. So, um, you know, I think that's generally, we're very welcoming to solo travelers, whether you're meeting other solos on our programs or whether you're interacting with couples or friends traveling together. I think um, people feel really welcomed and and comfortable traveling solo with us. So maybe Laurel can talk about that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And yes, I would like to speak with Laurel now because uh, you've had been on 10 trips. That's quite a, quite a level of experience. But before we get into your travel experience, tell us a little bit about your background. You were a professor, you were a nurse practitioner, uh, and you've done a lot of travel. So how did, how, with all your professional responsibilities, how did you catch the travel bug? Well, thank you for asking. I came to, I actually came to nursing, uh, I'm very grateful that I did, 10 years after I got out of my undergraduate program, and I started my professional career, I would say, with an airline, with a charter airline, and um, the benefits of that when you're in your early 20s and having um, the access to trips many places, uh, got my parents traveling too. Um, but they actually did elder hostel. That's a different topic. We can talk about that. That was also influential to getting me to be very excited about Road Scholar. But um, I, I just that I think that early experience working for an airline, and then also um, my rather serendipitous uh, signing up for Peace Corps in my mid twenties and serving oh in the Peace Corps, and, and um, so that was quite an experience living in another country for two and a half years. Um, and also living in Japan, um, my new husband at the time was, you know, just started a job and I said, we need to go somewhere. And so we took our nine month old son and we taught in, in Japan for five years. And, and, uh, so yeah, I do really have the travel bug, but I, you know, I think that that history would speak to the fact that my, perhaps my standards for cultural immersion, not, not to be arrogant in any way, I'm very humble about this, but that my standards for that experience uh, abroad are, are pretty high. And, and so uh, I think that's a tribute to Rhodes Scholar that that uh, educational aspect and, and in the sense of being abroad culturally, as I just returned from a solo trip to India, you know, that speaks to the quality wow. of the education and the experience. Um, yeah. 
Well, Laurel, I'm just going to begin with my my true admiration of you for being a person in the Peace Corps because we're probably somewhat similar in age, and everybody I knew, we were all in high school, oh, we're going to go to the Peace Corps. None of us did. You did. <laughs> I mean, my gosh, yeah, what an experience that was. And two, like you say, opened your eyes to various aspects of, you know, different cultures and different people and different, you know, lifetimes here on our own planet. So no wonder you caught the travel bug. But now you mentioned well, your parents. Well, I do want to throw this. I, I do want to throw this in, Eileen, real quickly. That I also served again at the age of sixty. So for your listeners who, yeah, uh, if they can leave and they can, there certainly is also uh, a lot of place for older adults. My parents were also in the Peace Corps in their late sixties, early seventies. So anyway, wow. That's, well, if you've got that kind of a background, and it sounds like you do not only you but your parents, I mean, my gosh, I can see why. I know in all modesty you claim, but uh, your, your, your standard for travel and learning and, and experiences is rather high, I would think. So tell us about maybe your first trip with Road Scholar, where you went, what you did, and how you became such a fan of this organization. Well, as I said, I I really had such a positive feeling um, about Elder Hostel from my parents' experience, and I and took with it, it, to India with me a notebook that my mother had taken notes on the architecture. If I can remember, it was Jungian uh, philosophy, the architecture of Arizona. There's one other I think, and there were still some notes in it. And I took it with me to India, so that I had as a background. Um, my first trip actually was. I was I was drawn to more active trips. It was a solo trip for me uh, to British Columbia, and so it was Victoria and Vancouver, and it was hiking, biking, and kayaking, um, and and it was just um, the diversity of the experience of the, uh, especially the hiking is really something I enjoy a lot, and the beauty of the area. But then we did have time to visit museums and and other parks um, at our choice. Uh, so it just and, and again I had a roommate matching. Uh, I, I do want to put a shout out to that because at that point I did not you know I wanted to have a roommate. It, it was more reasonable at that time, and so I had a lovely roommate. We had a great time, um, but respecting each other's boundaries, doing things, it, it worked out very well for me. And I actually did that twice. I did that in my first two trips um, and had lovely roommates both times. Um, so I think again it was the education we learned about Native American. Uh, the Native American influence and um, efforts to reconcile with Native American folks um, in uh, Western Canada, you know, in British Columbia, um, as well as kayaking and, um, you know, biking and just, it, it, it was just a lot of fun. And I do have to also say the food was marvelous everywhere we go. I do have special dietary um, uh, preferences. I'm not super strict, but I am vegan in my preferences, and that can be tricky. And Road Scholar has done a marvelous job with that. Um, I think I use Road Scholar anyway. I just work with it. But, um, you know, everything is done, I think, to really individualize um, things, which I just, I think is very, um, it is group focused, but individual focused. And we had somebody on this India trip who had to have a low salt diet. And if you can imagine in an Indian cuisine, uh, any cuisine, um, and they just work so hard to accommodate her. So, again, I can digress too much. But um, I, so I think that's, I think, again, it's sort of a contrast between the group 
uh, of course, the benefits to the group and what's, you know, one of the most interesting things to see and making sure people are happy. But also, if you do have an individual request or uh, even beyond diet, there's, there's a, um, a real attempt made to accommodate that. Well, you're speaking to a fellow vegan, so that I appreciate very much. And I think a lot of us, especially as we grow older, you know, there's certain food allergies and things like that that people have that, you know, I know that they ask oh, about yeah. these ahead of time. But it's wonderful that mm-hmm. they accommodate all of that. Yeah, I felt, um, I mean, the food, and just going back to 2018, that food with the food is is almost uniformly marvelous everywhere I've gone, every trip I've been on. Um, so I think a lot of people think it's it's uh, budget or, it, it, and really, it, it is. I think it's a good value, um, but you do feel very pampered, um, at least I always have on these trips. Well, another thing you brought up is... Oh, go ahead. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say the marvelous cuisine recently of going to the marketplace. I mean, to me, it was one of the highlights of our rec- of, the, of the recent trip, going to the market with two young women and buying the food for our um, meal and then making that food with a local family, a woman and her daughter, and we all wow. kind of participated in that. And, and it, to me, you know, again, as a you know, a former Peace Corps volunteer or just a person interested in true intercultural exchange, um, that was very meaningful. And, and we did two others of those. This was a longer trip, so we were able to do two other family meals. But um, this one was really kind of special because it was just a small group of us. So as appropriate, I do believe Road Scholar will break you into, you know, it's usually a group of, I've been in groups with Road Scholar between 12 and 24 uh, this was 24, and, we, and for this experience, we broke into groups of six. So, um, yeah, so just speaking of food. <laughs> wow, that is so, ex- I mean, what a wonderful experience you had. And, uh, Laurel, I also wanted to kind of pull back, or refer back to what you were saying about, you know, that your first trip was that you were very active and all that. Well, not all of us seniors have are blessed with your abilities with that, but they do have, I've noticed, where it's very clear the activity level of, of the trips you're going to be going on. I can, yeah, I, I, can, I can speak, um, I can speak yeah, to that, too. We have... Yeah, we have a range of, of activity levels, so we try to accommodate people of all of all um, of all physical abilities and and desires for challenge. So, um, if you go on our website, you can actually use our search filters and search by exactly which programs are at the appropriate activity level for you. And we have different activity levels for more of the active outdoor programs versus you know like the city and cultural programs that aren't necessarily physically active. So, um, we really try to accommodate everybody as as much as possible part of our mission of trying to reach as many older adults as we can. And we also have um, online programs, too, so for, for those who might not be able to, you know, be physically active to, to go out and travel anymore, um, those, those are opportunities as well. Yes, I've and noticed I've that. I mean, there's you. a lot coming up that actually in the next couple of weeks because I've been on the website and really exciting <laughs> destinations that you can go to from the luxury of your own armchair. It's just so, so many mm-hmm. options that you have. But And I want to get back to you, Kelsey, in a minute, but I've got a couple more questions for Laurel. Sure. And then one of them is, of is, so you've been to India, you've been to British Columbia. Do you have any other favorite destinations you might want to share? Well, I, you know, I guess I've enjoyed 
all the trips. Um, going to the Azores, um, again, that was a hiking trip, but that was really an interesting. The islands, of, well, I think it's 600 miles off of Portugal, but they're, Portugal, they're Portuguese. Um, what was just, it, it, just an incredibly beautiful uh, experience in terms of landscape and outdoors. But again, you know, getting back to the, the activity level, there is another trip to the Azores, which I'm sure is active, but would not be hiking per se. And so uh-huh. I have noticed that myself, that there are a number of trips. But yeah, the Azores were great. Um, Switzerland uh, recently was wonderful. Um, my second trip um, as a solo was um, to the Redwoods, and I had not been to the Redwoods, so I was able to, I, you know, I drove out there by myself and, and visited with a cousin um, on the way and then um, flew into Eureka, this little town right by the, in Northern California, and that was a beautiful trip too, just, um, again, just being outdoors. And the guides, I, I really got... You know, the guides are so wonderful. And going back to the Azores, we had a guide who was Brazilian and British. And he's also a pop star. I mean, I don't think he's like a major pop star people were here. But he's, <laughs> he's on Spotify. He's on Spotify. And just, you know, so much fun. And so, you know, obviously could speak Portuguese and, 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 and take care of our needs for us. And, and just the camaraderie with other participants. And um, so that was yeah, that was really fascinating. And, but they're beautiful national trips. We also, you know, that was one I went to with my partner. We went to Oregon and, and hiked uh, there. So you're opening a can, of, a can of beauty here with that question. <laughs> well, I'm loving that can of beauty. And now, Kelsey, I want to ask you to add to all this wonderful information that we're getting. Uh, you, uh, there was a study uh, done, I guess, that uh, Rhodes Scholar did about solo traveling and, and others. So can you tell us a little bit about the results of the study and how it came to be? Of course. So it, it all really started with a blog. Um, I, I work with a freelance blogger who is one of our participants, and I've, she's become a friend over the years. She actually came on a program with me and my mom in Quebec City last year. Um, and she, uh, years ago, wrote a blog uh, about, it was called 10 Reasons That I Travel Without My Husband or something like that. And so, and, and I just loved that. It was, you know, it's got that humor to it. But it, you know, it was, it was really an insightful blog. And I started to hear more and more just kind of anecdotally about more women who uh, were traveling without their husbands. We have a Facebook group called Women of Road Scholar, and um, it's like 25,000 people in the group now. And so I, I heard a lot in that group, yeah, that, that um, women were traveling without their husbands. And so I always kind of assumed that our solo female travelers were mostly, you know, widows or divorcees or single women. And so I decided to dig more into that data and just see really what the numbers were. And and we did a survey as well. And we actually found that at least 60% of our solo travelers are married folks, mostly women, who are traveling without their partners. And so I was just fascinated by that. I mean, I I knew that there was going to be a good chunk of people, but 60% was higher than I ever could have imagined. So um, I just find that really fascinating. I find it empowering, honestly, that these women are, you know, not letting their husbands hold them back and they're just going out and seeing the world. And I think it really speaks, it really says a lot about the boomer generation that we are serving now. I think just boomer women are so independent and, you know, and, and also we're sort of at this place in the world and society where 
you know, it's sort of more, uh, you know, acceptable for women to travel solo and it's, it's not such a taboo thing. So I just think it's really, it's really a mark of the time that we're in. Well, Kelsey, that is, I mean, that floors me to 60%. And I, I myself mm-hmm. am a widow, um, so I've, I've been doing, you know, you get used to traveling solo. But I, I think, too, back on the time, you know, my husband and I, you know, that phrase, oh, you complete me, you know, we're the same. You know, no. You know, we had different <laughs> interests and different things that we wanted to do. So I just think it's great. And rather than, you know, you know, be upset that you can't do what you want to do, take a road scholar trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it adds that sort of to, element. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I, I think it also oh. adds that element of, of you're going with you're going with a group, and so you're not completely solo. You're solo you're maybe without alone. your spouse, but but you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Laura, you you were going to well, add yeah. to that too. Oh yeah, no, I just um, well, I was just going to throw out that there was a, a gentleman in on our trip um, who was traveling without his wife. Uh, ah. This wasn't the kind of trip she wanted to take, um, so I, I don't know how many, um, I, you know, I don't know how many gentlemen uh, are, are in that situation. But it, there are, I, I would imagine, even some gentlemen, uh, some mm-hmm. men who who do it. But yeah, I think that from the beginning, I felt like there's such a friendly attitude. If you're alone, you're not alone. So I think that's very much the case. And and people who participate in these roads scholar trips are you know are really are a self-selecting group they want to learn they're open to other people they're curious about other people uh where are you from and um you know even domestically like what is your you know you're from boston oh that's such a beautiful city oh you know maybe i'll make it to st paul sometime you know it just there's just a real sense of immediate um connection i've always i mean i've found that on all my trips so well, you know, I think like you say, I mean, the friendship, the camaraderie, the food, <laughs> the activity level that's set for you. And then, too, I mean, there's a built-in sense of camaraderie, not only because you're traveling together, but because you have similar interests. You've all decided you want to go to this location. It's just, mm-hmm. I can see for solo travelers especially, but for, you know, any traveler, actually, it's just a wonderful experience. And, boy, I could keep both of you on this <laughs> forever. Ever, but I, I I have to be aware of your time, so I I don't want to do that. But uh, Kelsey, uh, is there? This has been such a wonderful conversation, and can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about Road Scholar and find out more about those wonderful programs you offer? You can head over to our website at roadscholar.org, and that's R-O-A-D scholar.org. Um, and if you're a solo traveler, then you can search for the word solo in the search bar, and that will pull up all kinds of um, information, resources, and collections for solo travelers. But you can also use our search tool if you're not a solo traveler to kind of start to figure out exactly which trip that, that is right for you. We have lots of search filters by mobility level and price and everything that you're looking for that can help you find the right program for you. So check out. I definitely will. And I will tell you from personal experience, once you get on that website, just plan to be immersed in that because, oh, I want to go here. Oh, this one looks good. Oh, that's fabulous. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Well, it can be a rabbit hole. 
Yeah, really. And speaking of fabulous, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Kelsey, you're always such a delightful person filled with information and enthusiasm. And, Laurel, you have a brand-new super fan. I mean, my gosh, what a life you've led. And thank thank you you. for sharing all this information with us. That's fantastic. I I can take all the super fans I have. I mean, I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope to see you on one of those trips. We can hike together, have yes, that, it, and eat vegan food could. together. Okay, awesome. Yeah, well, I appreciate <laughs> that. would be fun. You have a wonderful Well, trip. I'm sure you listeners out there are as enthusiastic and as excited as I am uh, to learn more about uh, Road Scholar. I'm going to give that website one more time, R-O-A-D, Scholar, S-C-H-O-L-A-R, dot org, and it is a treasure trove of useful information, a feast for the eyes, and you could start planning your own ultimate getaway. Oh, go down that rabbit hole that Kelsey and I were laughing about because, boy, you will get be very excited once you get there. So thank you again to my wonderful guests, and until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.